and welcome to the DIY Photo Organizing Podcast, focusing on topics to help you with your photo management. I'm Chantelle from Photos in Order. And I'm Fiona from Photo Helper. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Excited to talk about this topic today. Yeah. I love all things software. Oh, all right. <laughs> It can be a bit overwhelming though. So I today, know, yes, exactly, yes, we are going to talk about photo management software, of course. Yes. <laughs> and we will talk about, do you need it? And if so, what do you need? Exactly. Because mm. it's a choice. You don't have yeah. to have software no. um, to manage all your photos. Um, but it could be something to for someone to jump mm. into if they haven't already. Um, as as an option, it might open up their whole world of photo organising <laughs> for themselves. So, hopefully, getting as excited as we are. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Are we crazy? We get excited by photo software, photo management software. Uh, it's true, though. I do. It, it's just such a great way to keep you know keep everything in order, which is always yes, that's yes, nice. Yeah. Happy place. Mm. Um, all right so what are some of the things so we need to so I thought if we start off we can talk about um, what is Mm. what is photo management software you know what kind of things can it do and then Mm -hmm. um, our lovely listeners can decide whether or not that could be something that they look Mm. into further so um, what is it what is it yes software software, of course so it's basically any software that will help you to view your photos, but also to manage them, to organize them, to um, curate them. Yeah, and edit. You can edit too in a lot of the software programs Um, and move around your photos easily just to sort of navigate, um, search, Mm -hmm. find things. Yeah. And like we said before, it's not really – it's not always necessary. You can definitely Mm. just – have folders like we've talked about before um, on yeah. the on your hard drive, and that's it. All your photos mm. sit in there, and you just open them up as you as and when you want to. But things have changed in the world <laughs> of software, which for the best. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you want to have a bit more fun and <laughs> jump around in your photos, um, we've got some suggestions on things you could consider mm-hmm. to look for when choosing a, um, a software program. Mm. Maybe we should also clarify it's not an episode about us talking about different software and what they can do and can't do. This is going to be up to you. We will share our favourites further down the road, but it's about general tips. If you are looking at using a specific photo management software, what should you consider? It's a really good question, I think, and and that's why we wanted to touch on this one today because um, it's a big job to get into Mm. a photo management software and it can take a lot of time Mm -hmm. to bring in all your photos and if you choose the wrong one you could waste weeks months Mm -hmm. years really Mm. in something that you're not happy with or you just sort of piecemeal things together and then you realize if I just made a decision up front um Mm. so it's really around that decision making process of what to consider 
yeah mm-hmm. so not necessarily the ins and outs of every program mm. but so jot down grab yourself a bit of paper and a pen if you're driving don't do that <laughs> <laughs> um but just um come back and revisit we're going to go through 10 things for you to consider when choosing software um, if you're going to jump into this world of photo management software or if you're going to if you're in something but you're really wanting to consider something else hmm. so hmm. all right let's go you want to start us off yeah okay, okay. Start us off. <laughs> <laughs> number one our first tip is it sort of goes back to our why mm. knowing your why think about you know what do you want to achieve and what do you expect from that software um from that photo management software um is one of your top goals to create photo books for example so maybe if that's the case there is software out there that offers this so it can do much more than just adding keywords you can actually create projects within or with that software and that might be an aspect for you to consider when you choose and when you look at different programs exactly Mm. so write down a list of things that you really want to do with Mm. the software Um, i think that's a really good place for us to start that number one because Mm. from there then you can sort of you know cross some things because some software programs don't do things like that so if that's important to you or maybe editing your photo um, within that software is important to to you or um, yeah making a slideshow or even facial recognition yeah a lot more programs have that these days mm. but some still don't um, yeah so mm. that could be something to consider as well so mm. what do you want to achieve that's our first one very good our second one is how tech savvy are you <laughs> so um all software comes with a bit of a learning curve, even the most tech savviest of people, um, just to familiarize yourself around the program. But um, yeah, just being aware that there will be a learning curve and mm. choose something that suits your level. Mm. That's important. Yeah. The next one, number three, is the budget. So there is, is there software that's free? There is actually. Well, yes, yes, we could tell them about it. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's free, but this is really an exception. Um, normally, you don't get free stuff, or at least it's no good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so consider the budget. Um, another one of our favorites, so maybe we'll just say, so yeah. the free one is Adobe Bridge, which can do heaps of good things, and it's completely free. Uh, another Adobe product is Adobe Lightroom, but this is anything but free. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, you, you have to subscribe and you pay a monthly fee and it's not costing the world, but, you know, it's up to you. You have to think about budget and how much you prepare to invest. Yeah. I think um, it's about $15 or so for in Australia, yeah. about $10 US, yeah. which is really reasonable for, for a is. monthly software subscription yeah these days it's sort of in par with a lot of different Mm. things but it's still a monthly cost and it's also sometimes you need to consider um subscription based or you buy it 
And just because you buy it at a flat right now doesn't mean that no more cost, uh, cost will incur later on. Yeah. We know a few apps and softwares where, you know, you had thought of that impression, <laughs> or at least and I had. And then they come well, out with the next version, know, which they say, yeah. oh, to get this upgrade, you actually have to pay again. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's $20. It's, you know, like $200 yeah. every year. And yeah... So this is something that we would have a closer look at. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yep. So just think about your budget. And Mm -hmm. then also when you're doing your um, looking at the different options, just check out what that includes Mm. um, and upgrades and things like that. Mm. Number four is uh, the time to learn the software. So um, depending on how tech savvy you are, um, like I said before, it'll take some time, but this is something to consider then. Just say you want to work on a project and you want to make that slideshow and you've got a deadline looming mm-hmm. for that. It's probably not, and maybe it's in two weeks' time, it's probably mm-hmm. not the right time to say, I'm going to load all my photos and <laughs> learn a new software program. I'm going to choose it, load them up, learn it, and get my slideshow ready in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I let's just say it's not likely to happen that way Um, because like anything you just need to have some time to Mm. to go through it and we'll get into our best practice tips um, in a moment but Mm. part of that is definitely um, yeah just giving yourself the best chance for success Mm. so allow yourself some time to learn the software Mm. it's important Mm -hmm. next up number five is the shareability is that even a word (laughs) (laughs) i know we made it up today so it's a word Um, let's google it (laughs) these days pretty much everyone wants to be able to share photos so we're not talking about how you share a photo from your phone um it goes a bit further and if you want a photo management software this might be an aspect that we would recommend having a look at as well how does that software allow you to share your photos um can you even automate it in some ways um you know or do you each time have to export the photos to a different place and then email it or something which is really complicated but um yeah that's just an aspect that we would look at as well yeah definitely and number six is the longevity of the program so this is something that in our years of being photo organizers ourselves we have come across different programs and providers that have come out with something fabulous Mm -hmm. and then they're no longer fabulous (laughs) (laughs) um maybe they're just um yeah they just haven't lasted Mm. the test of time there but um there are definitely companies and programs that have and adobe is one of them we're Mm. talking about bridge and we'll talk about lightroom um as well but they just have a look at the longevity of the companies mm. just make sure that they've got a bit of a track record because you know embarking on a project like starting a new project um, photo management software it like i said before it's it takes mm. time mm. and it's worth investing in that time and you want to mm. do something once hopefully and not over and over yeah. again yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just just um 
look on you see things on Facebook posts mm. and they come up with some you beaut you know click this button and it does everything for oh. you and we're like mm, I don't <laughs> think <really>. so <laughs> and they just started up last night sort of thing so <laughs> So just be careful. That's all we're saying. Please yeah. be careful. Um, yeah. So just mm. check. Do your do your background. Have yeah. Look on that. Yeah. Okay. So next up, number seven is um, check whether the software is available for your operating system. Meaning, if you're a Windows person on a PC, you can't use a software that's made for Mac. Um, and the other way around, it's the same thing. Um, and there are softwares that do only operate on either one and not on both. Um, so this is something, keep an eye out for that as well. Not that you're all excited and then you, you know, you want to download <laughs> and try it and then you realize, oh, I know I've done that before. Actually. Yeah, me I'm too. like, oh man. I now have Windows and Mac, but in the past, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the typical example is that um, the Apple Photos app, Mm. it doesn't run on a PC and it will never run. That's my personal prediction. But, you know, (laughs) Apple is Apple and Windows is Windows and they're two different things. So it's not an independent software. If you want to stay independent, you need to choose something different. Yeah, mm. and uh, and or look at something that can go on both. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that then you can easily move over to a mm. different platform if mm. if you yeah you want to, if that's important. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So number eight is access to your photos. This is a really interesting one. Um, we sort of assume that choosing a photo management software will allow us to just easily get our photos out Mm. if we wanted to but that's not always the case is it (laughs) and we find this happens um, a lot because we have clients that end up coming to us saying ah I need help we've got photos here and they're stuck here Mm. and I want it all out of this program and it can really be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely on our list of things to consider mm-hmm. is how easy is it to actually get access to your photos. Mm. So I'm not we're not talking about just to see them, but if you wanted to move everything out of that program mm-hmm. and into something else, mm. what's involved? Yeah, the typical example would be as I mentioned the Apple Photos library before. Mm-hmm. If you all of a sudden want to ditch your Mac and go go to PC, you need to get these photos out somehow. Yes. And it's possible, but you've got to do it right. <laughs> Otherwise, you might lose stuff. And yeah, you don't want to do lose that. Yeah, lose some good information so, and different things you've worked this on. This is not to say I wouldn't use Apple Photos. It's just something I think we need to be aware of to be aware of exactly absolutely yep or our i was going to say should we say the google photos thing or (laughs) no i almost did but then i did i I know i went there (laughs) i had the same thought that's really that's the difficult difficult one a lot of people unfortunately do use 
um, Google Photos as their hub even and it's yeah. not backed up or anything um, and they lose things and then you know they want to restore from it and they realize how difficult it, it is. is to get them out yeah and again it's not to say don't ever use Google Photos it's yeah. just be aware mm. that it's not that easy yep but it's also not impossible. It is possible. Yes, absolutely. But it's just harder than it's necessary. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's on the list as number eight access. All right, number nine. Oh, our favorite. Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> Metadata. Yay. <laughs> you can't have an episode on the DIY Photo Organizer podcast without talking about metadata. All right. Okay. So maybe for the new listeners who might not know what metadata yes. is, what is it? Tell us. Oh, you want me to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll <laughs> okay. tell you. All right. Metadata is the information. It's like you've got your printed photo that you used to get and you'd turn it over and write on the back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd write maybe where you were, mm. who was there, what was the event, mm. and that's information about the photo. Mm. And so all metadata is is information about the photo in a digital format and it's just embedded into the file. Mm. That sounds so easy. <laughs> Bad news, it's yeah. not always that easy. Unfortunately. <laughs> so when we're looking at software choice, mm. uh, from a professional point of view and also, you know, general point of view, we would favor softwares that automatically embed the metadata into the file. There is software that, you know, each time you add a keyword, you have to manually tell it to save it to the file. Um, and that can be just that little tiny bit too much for someone, you know, if you want things to happen automatically. This is something to consider when you choose your mm. software. How automatic does it, things like that? Plus, um, another one to look for is how does it treat the IPTC standards? Now, we're not going to go into details there, but IPTC standards are like things like keywords. So again, for example, Lightroom, when you add a keyword in Lightroom, it is going to stick to the file and then it's in the right place and whatever you do with that file, if you send it or export or whatever you do, it's not going to lose that because it uses the right field. So that's very techy stuff. But this is something that you also might want to consider. And there is software out there that has these fields, but they actually land in the wrong it's mm. sort of hard to explain. Yeah, I um, think if we just sort of say, look at the metadata options yeah. and when we get to our best practice, we're going to give you mm. some ideas as to how to check for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, but this is yeah. definitely, metadata is definitely, because yeah. there's a whole area. And we've got podcasting metadata. We have. Maybe yes. just jump back into one of those and mm. I'll put the note, I'll put that in the notes mm. as to the number. I'll reference that in the notes as to which yeah. number it is. Yeah. Um, and we do talk about that at, at great length. But needless to say, it is definitely something to consider when choosing. Um, you may not even choose to put metadata in. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people don't, yeah. you know, maybe just a, a person's name here or there yeah. or um, or just change the title of the, of mm. the photo or something like that. Um, so this may not be something that you wish to consider, yeah. but yeah. it's on the list of things that you may wish to consider <laughs> when Can choosing. I just- 
bring a typical example for that is the actual Windows Photos app that comes with every Windows computer these days. Photos, they yeah. Have of, it's called Photos. Mac, you know, they, it's called Photos, um, which is very, very basic. And within that Photos app, you can't see or add keywords I, or tags, for example. I know. But if, as you just said, if that's not something you actually want to do, you then know, you won't need it to. might be a good program exactly. because it can do facial recognition you you know you can favor your favorites with the little love heart you can delete you can edit you can do little slideshows and things like that but it can't do metadata so yeah <laughs> that, that's why we say you know there's different there's so many options out there and mm. depending on what you're after and what you actually want to achieve mm. that will make a difference yeah. and I, I think um when you were just talking i was thinking the best another good way to um to consider that with the metadata is mm. um what what would you see yourself doing a search for mm-hmm. And if your answer is not much, as far as you just, you know, you sort of know where the photos are and you really don't mm. think you're going to, you know, type in mm. something to search for, then um, then you may choose mm. not to use, mm. you know, use that. But if you like to search for different things or you want that exact photo when, from the first day of school or the first <laughs> tooth coming out or, you know, whatever it is, um, or all the pictures of your dog, mm. you know, out mm. on the beach or something like that, um, then you can. You yeah. can just type yeah. that in and it'll all pop up. Mm. Only if the program, um, you know, is being managed, that program has the really the right mm-hmm. um, processes for, for managing metadata. Yes, mm. yes, yeah. There's massive differences. Yeah. yeah. And drum roll number 10. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one is um, just to consider if the program can... Um, handle the importing of different file formats Mm -hmm. this might not necessarily be a problem if you don't use um, say a digital SLR camera or something like that Mm. or um, but it's not only sort of raw files for camera Mm. we're talking about file formats here that would import into your software program. Um, but even phones like Apple mm-hmm. iPhone came out with the HEIC file format mm-hmm. and it really hasn't sort of taken on, been taken on by a lot of other mm-hmm. programs to recognise that file format, a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but is the, is the program that you're looking for able to manage a range of mm. file formats mm. because there are so many file formats out there <laughs> yes. my goodness um <laughs> but and it's hard to keep up because they keep yeah, coming yeah. out with different ones yeah. Yeah. don't they yeah. so but that's definitely something to consider mm. is is the software that you're looking for do you need it to do you have different mm-hmm. do you have a sony camera a nikon canon you, you know do you mm. still use that those types of um other Mm. file formats that Mm -hmm. you need it to be able to to import in because some of them don't Mm. yeah so to be aware of it so best tips best tips yes (laughs) test do a (laughs) test before you commit you know test one or two different apps or softwares however you want to call it just take a little range of photos maybe a hundred or so and and have a go test things out um before you commit yep 
Especially definitely, if it is costly, definitely. you know. You And they all offer that these days. You can always trial it for free for at least two weeks. Um, and some you might already have. You, you have, when you're on a PC, you've got that native um, photos app on your PC. Go have a look. Mm. Um, and just bring some photos into it. Yeah. yeah. And same with Apple. If you're on a Mac and you don't use the photos app yet, go check it out. Have a look. Um, get a feel for it. Sometimes it's also things like interface that, you know, um, just are more or less attractive. Um, yeah. And you want something that you like working in. Mm. So you've got some fun. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of fun. We say about, yeah, about 100 or so. I think that's a great, yeah. you know, you can sort of create um, a whole range of different mm. sort of test things for yourself. Maybe yeah. write down a little list of what you're going to do and, mm. um, you know, try importing and then export the photos mm-hmm. and try some of the different features. If you're looking at editing, how how easy is that to do? Mm. Does it sync up with your phone if mm-hmm. you've got it on um you know, on a, on your computer, a whole range of different things, but, mm. um, definitely test it all out. You don't want to test it with your entire library no. <laughs> and you're up, uploading, you know, tens of thousands of photos only to say, eh, mm, I yeah. really don't like the way it does yeah. that. <laughs> and then you try it all over again. Yeah. So our favorites, we'll finish off with some of our favorite mm-hmm. photo management mm-hmm. software. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Do you want that? Yes, I do have to say that my – previously I was Apple's, yeah. uh, Apple Photos. Yeah. Um, but in the last few years I am definitely a big fan of Adobe Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Adobe Lightroom Classic. There's a – yeah, just take my word yeah, for it yeah. um, without going into all the details. <laughs> Um, so yes, Adobe Lightroom mm. Classic is just fabulous. It really does tick all of my boxes and mm-hmm. it, um, when considering all of those options, which I've done too, mm. you know, when choosing, um, software, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So on the tech savvy side, look, I find it, um, it is a bit of a learning curve mm. and, yeah. um, a dear friend of ours, Adam Pratt has, said in one of his training courses that he does on Lightroom, he's sort of referred it to, you know, like when you first open up the program to like the dashboard of a plane, yes. cockpit in the plane or something like, ah, what are, all these, like yeah. what are all these buttons? Um, but it's, it's you know, take a big deep breath mm. and then jump in and it's, it's great. It just yeah. can do a lot. So, yeah, that's a big favourite of mine. And I do still use Apple Photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that too. It's, it's great. Mm. But my preference is Lightroom. What about you? Awesome. I could just say ditto. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because I used Apple Photos as well to start out um, and then got into Lightroom, which has become my favourite, absolutely. Um, so I'm moving or have moved everything from Apple Photos into Lightroom for my personal collection. Um, I still use Apple Photos, but um, I also actually like Breach. Yeah. For certain things, I like using Bridge, and I have a bit of a, um, when working with clients, I have a bit of a motto going, which is use what you have. Mm. 
um, maximize the benefits of all that, or at least, you know, use something that doesn't have the steep learning curve like Lightroom has. Mm. Yes, it would be my first choice, but it really is not for everyone. Um, and even Bridge needs a bit of an intro, but once it, it's really easy to use and it can do so much and it's free. Yeah. So, yeah, it these is. three... It's a fabulous um, program. And Apple Photos, I really... For Mac people, you know, with iPhones and Macs that want to use the ecosystem... It is really good. It cannot do everything, but it can do a lot. Mm. Um, the biggest negative probably is that we keep hearing is that, oh, the, the photos are sort of hidden in the app. It's not easy to get yeah. them out, but we know how to get them out. And it's feasible and it works. It We've done it yep, times absolutely. and times again. Yep. Um, but as long as you move in that Apple ecosystem, I still think that's a great solution. It is. And very attractive in terms of viewing and sharing and whatnot. Yep. And you, you know. can still keep yeah. your own hub off yes. um, you know, on an external hard drive yeah. safely. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah. with that. Just with the Lightroom and the bridge option too, mm-hmm. just to let um, listeners know that is both PC and Mac. Yes. So yes. both of those yeah. platforms mm-hmm. can use that Adobe yeah. program. That's what I like so much about them. they independent. And even with Lightroom, that does cost, but you could unsubscribe at any time and not pay anymore. You're not losing anything. No. You know, the, the metadata is embedded. You're in a way, you're independent. Yep. Um, yeah, and... It is a pro tool, really. A lot of photographers use it. Um, Yeah, it's fabulous. And I thought I might just use this opportunity to let um, listeners know that Chantelle actually has a fabulous um, course on Bridge. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we can pop the link up on the show notes as well. Um, Could you just tell us a bit about what you cover in that course, is it? Yeah, it's really only... It takes only an hour, actually. (laughs) And, you know, it doesn't cover all our five golden rules. It's basically about how to curate and manage a photo collection in in Bridge or with Bridge. Um, And that includes, you know, how do I see my photos in there? How do I customize the whole, um, the, the interface so that it's not too clunky? And how do I add keywords? How do I create albums? And, you know, all these sort of things. Um, And it's only about an hour all up. That's fabulous. It's great. Yeah. It's all you need, really. It's really good. You know, for that one part of the whole big process. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. I definitely recommend it. Mm. Thank you. For anyone. Yeah. (laughs) It's very good. Wonderful. All right. Well, I think that wraps up that episode Mm -hmm. today about our um, photo management software. Hopefully that's given some good um, food for thought for people if they haven't already embarked on a program or if you're using something that you're not happy with Mm -hmm. and you're really looking at considering something different. Hopefully this will be um, some good things to a list of things to consider before Mm -hmm. you jump into the next one next program because <laughs> we all know it just it's not like a you know one day this one day that and you're all done it yeah, takes it takes a bit yeah, of time it does take a little bit yeah. of time 
Yes. But so. once, you know, if you choose wisely and you, you do all these um, considerations and look at things, it will be a solid choice. Yeah. Then you don't have to change again yeah. in a year or two. Um, yeah. Yep. And then, mm. and and when you're then bringing things, new photos into the program, you know, mm. each week or month or however often mm. you do it, um, yeah, it'll just be seamless. Yeah, very, very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on our podcast episode. Um, and don't forget to leave a review, and we always welcome feedback. Just mm-hmm. email us or get in in contact through the social media channels. Um, and I am Fiona from Photo Helper. And I'm Chantal from Photos in Order. Happy photo organizing, everyone. And see you next time. Uh, okay, bye. Bye.